the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. What is up at Masters Virtual Summit attendees? Welcome to this amazing interview with a friend of mine. We've got to know each other through the years. And I'm super excited to have her on because she's working on something really cool that's going to help you game developers really help your app go viral and shareable with your friends. Today's guest, she used to be the VP of BD, Business Development and Marketing at Dirty Bit, one of my favorite apps of all times, growing it to over 65 million downloads with zero dollars spent on user acquisition. Three years ago, she left to start her own company called Megacool to help even more game developers reach these amazing numbers using user-to-user marketing. Really, really cool app. They've been working with some amazing games that I'll let her tell you about as well. But without further ado, Aurora Berg, she is the co-founder of Megacool. Go check them out. It is megacool.co. Aurora, welcome to the summit. Thank you, Steve. Great to be here. Thank you Aurora, for having me. Tell us a little bit about Megacool because for those who yeah. might not be familiar with it, and then yeah, let's get into some of the content that we're going to talk about. Absolutely. So we founded Megacool because after our time at, uh, at DirtyBit, uh, launching the Thunder Games, we saw that very, very few companies were actually like being um, being mindful and and clear about how to really leverage um, their own users as as a marketing channel. Um, and we were never able to do any paid user acquisition uh, when I was at DirtyBit because our monetization was too poor. Um, so we were forced to become really good at how to drive growth through our existing users. So um, after looking around, seeing that very few others were doing this, we were like, well, um, the rise in costs of user acquisition are not going to change anytime soon, um, which we <laughs> still is uh, through three years later. So someone needs to create alternative ways for, for this. And, and that's where Megacool comes in. So today, Megacool is all about content creation and sharing from apps, as well as deep looking back to that experience for uh, players that are seeing um, seeing what players are sharing from your app. I know you so, guys will work with some pretty cool apps, games too. Do you mind mentioning a few? Yeah, so our biggest game is Cats by Septolab, uh, which is really cool. It's, um, it's also a... Um, a, a multiplayer game, um, but it's async, and um, so you're building a, a, a car and um, a cat car, and you're racing uh, or fighting with uh, with uh, other people, and it's it's pretty fun. So we're recording the whole gameplay, and then you can share it uh, afterwards if um, if there's fun moments. They're also leveraging our referral technology um, with that too. Nice. Um, and uh, one game that I'm super excited about um, that recently launched is uh, Flip Diamond by Motion Vaults, uh, published by Miniclip. Right. So that's uh, that's been huge. Congrats. That's awesome. You guys have Thank raised you. some money too. 
Yeah, we raised some money last year, um, so that's <laughs> been very good. Um, we lived off our own savings for quite a while, so <laughs> happy we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> well, congratulations on all the success. And if you guys, for those who are listening to the summit, Aurora did an amazing podcast when she was back at Dirty Bit about all the whole fun run, how they were able to achieve success, the little different tricks on they've been able to achieve just by like hacking different things together in the screens to really get that viral growth going. So I recommend checking out that podcast. If you just search for Aurora's name on appmasters.com, you'll find that podcast. It was like maybe like two or three years ago, Aurora. Well, <laughs> they'll find three podcasts, yeah, right? Yeah, we've done so, a lot together. <laughs> you should probably listen to the first and second one. Yes. <laughs> Not the third. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk all about growth and retention. So before yeah. we even think about growth, Laura, like what is, what's the prerequisite that we should have in place? Oh, that's, that's a great question. So one thing that always seems to surprise me is people thinking about their marketing before understanding how to actually keep their players in the game. So uh, I always stress about the first-time user experience. So, um, like the way when you're, when you're first opening the app until you actually understand what the game is about and you've committed some time and investment into it. Um, there are so many things that I see players bombarding you with questions or like the tutorial is always like super long. Um, while you're most likely there, there's a player to get into the game right away and, and experience it and having fun with it. So um, I think it's super, super critical to stress that you have to do a lot of testing and be very clear about just the player need to know these things now or can it wait later into the onboarding experience? Um, because um, the... <laughs> Worst, worst experience I've had is like uh, Super Mario Run, where uh, you had to go through a, a, like six minutes of just like tapping the screen. Like they wanted to know which country you were in, which they could have known um, by themselves. And then you, um, especially with like a large user base in the U.S., you actually have to scroll down the list to get <laughs> to United States, um, which is like so weird. And they wanted like all this information um, and six minutes, it's a long time to reply from your players. Um, so uh, really, really testing it with your main demographic is key. But if you also just want to, um, to get a sense of what sticks out in terms of your onboarding, uh, you can give, um, give your device to to your grandma or to a toddler and see what, what they actually click on because that is what most likely is going to stand out to, to majority of players too. Um, so if your grandma figures it out, you're like majority of your players are going to figure it out too, I think. If you had to pick grandma or toddler, which one would you pick, Aurora? Um, that's a very, <laughs> very good question. I, I think maybe, uh, maybe grandma. Yeah. Because I yeah. find like, and I think it's, I, you know, the way I would probably see because my toddlers are like insane. Like they will just like go, blah, blah, blah. And they, they're impatient, but they will like tap everything just to figure it out. Whereas I can see a grandma kind of being like, okay, this seems like the right button. Where yeah. the toddler just like, blah, 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 blah. that's not working. Then close. And so they got like. <laughs> I, I wanted to test them both because like toddlers are, are true 
like divine like app device and internet generation right like growing up internet being introduced um like you have a different way of of doing these things than someone that is just like born born into it so you definitely don't want to like not to both i guess but um yeah like you said a grandma would be more conscious and like think more more through it and uh, we, it's pretty. Um, it's pretty clear that we have a growing um, elderly um, player base, right? Um, more and more um, people are <laughs> become like it's a it's a big group of people that are becoming older and going into retirement soon, um, and um, they are also becoming more and more okay with playing games. So I think that there's going to be. Um, like my, my parents are still like in the transition of, of starting to accept gaming as, as a thing that you can do on your phone. Uh, and I think there's a lot of um, users in that demographic too. That you can reach that way. I know one of the things I learned from this whole summit too is that, you know, really having that onboarding practice, the process and like getting people to almost buy stuff. So if you're trying to monetize properly, hey, that onboarding process should incorporate some buying element to get them used to, users used to like, hey, you have to spend money in this game too. Yeah, like um, you you have a lot of steps that you want to uh, want to take the players through, but um, I think it's just super critical to, to get the player to experience the gaming experience um, sooner rather than later, because that's essentially what they're there to do, right? Um, but it's also important to, to emphasize that I, I come at this from a synchronous multiplayer um, experience background um, and where um, like when you want to compete with other people in a game, uh, you don't want to be sitting around going through all these different steps while your friends are waiting to, to get to play with you. Yeah. Um, so no. it, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, there like I know if you have um, more hardcore gaming experience, you might uh, you might have different needs in terms of like trying to expose your uh, the player to to more, more deeper game elements early on. Um, so th there may be differences there. So so let's talk about fun run. I mean, you guys been you were <coughs> able to achieve some amazing success, like great indie success story as well. How are you able to really grow the game? Yeah, so um, one thing I want to emphasize there is that don't give up if if your game isn't going well, like viral from day one. Um, we spent three months really hacking around, um, like trying all different things before it actually clicked, right? And today there's like one, uh, one, one major event that we, uh, we attribute to that virality. Um, but we should not neglect that all the other initiatives um, were playing an important role in that. Because for something to go viral, uh, there also needs to be um, enough people there um, that can <laughs> that you can like build momentum up on, right? So uh, our key moment was when we used Twitter. Uh, remember, this is 2012. Um, we use Twitter to, to really boost um, marketing by uh, having competitions. Uh, so we encourage players to uh, 
tweet about Fun Run uh, for a chance to win coins in the game. And then we would uh, select players um, by looking at the hashtag on Twitter uh, and, and then award them um, by reaching out manually. Um, that worked really well uh, at that point because um, there were so many, like there were enough players in the game that it became noticeable on, um, on Twitter. So uh, if I recall correctly, we had uh, 300,000 downloads at that time. Uh, and we had pretty good retention, uh, so we knew that players were sticking around, coming back and playing, and, um, and the game also required you to have uh, four players to play or to, to really have a good, uh, good multiplayer match, right? So you were really incentivized to add three more friends to, to the game whenever you wanted to play. Um, and uh, so, the, so the Twitter thing was, was key, um, but the game also has a lot of like word of mouth um, uh, elements. So word of mouth is usually triggered by either experiencing something really, really good or awful, uh, <laughs> something that makes you like tick, right? Uh, and the game had a lot of those <laughs> highs and lows. Um, so there would be, um, you would be racing with friends uh, for fame and glory, but there would be blood and gore uh, in it too. So Fun Run is a combination of Sonic, Happy True Friends, and Mario Kart. Um, and um, yeah, so, so that was like important elements that would make people talk. Uh, and, um, and then when we launched the sequel two years later, that um, that also went viral um, thanks to Twitter again. So now we're talking 2014, and um, and back then um, people were were really just like going to Twitter um, because that's where they had been going before when they played a game. So everyone was like, "Oh, Fernand just launched," because uh, we didn't really do any um, any like big beta or, or soft launch, uh, basically because we didn't have time. Uh, it wasn't by choice, um, um, but it, it turned out well. Um, it did. I did an actual case study on Fun Run 3 because we've been playing it a lot. I think I told you too, but I thought the ad monetization was just stellar. I was like, this is, because I was watching so many ads through the game too. I was like, <laughs> I got to tell, I got a great video. I think you guys are doing a phenomenal job at just like, I was like every little spot that you can do it, you guys yeah. were able to achieve. I think the one thing I want to point out, just because I know the background too, is that Twitter. Like, how did you tell your users that this promotion was going on? Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that. So in the game, um, there is this um, text field uh, that while you're uh, when you're selecting the game mode, there's like a uh, we use it for tips, and um, and there we uh, we only showed the text like. Um, uh, tweet about hashtag fun run for a chance to win 10,000 in-game coins. Um, so everyone that played uh, for, I think it was like 24 hours, they would see that text. That's awesome. So, I mean, just to, for the audience, just so you know, it's not some fancy pop-up. It was just this little text that, because I know the game and I've, I've played it a lot, that just goes, scrolls through, I think while you're either loading or finding new users, but it's just there for like a few seconds and then boom, you know, once you, and I think the main point that I got out of this, Aurora, was that, hey, you, you create a great game, 
and you, you don't give up because if the retention metrics are there, people actually liking it and playing it, that's when you know it's just a matter of time before it starts to pick up. But I don't, I've worked with some, a lot of game developers who, you know, we've helped get featured and the retention metrics suck, right? Like, like oh, I yeah. gotta, it's, so it's really key to make sure that retention's in place before you think about like growth. Now yeah. I wanna move on to this point where you said like there's a little known growth strategy. So what would you recommend? This little known growth strategy that's an Aurora special that you should try. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, one thing that's been super successful for for companies like Dropbox and Uber has been referrals. So for um, for most games, they're not really leveraging referrals. Um, so referrals means that you're being incentivized to bring in friends. Um, before uh, people would and primarily use coupon codes. Um, so if I were referring Steve, he would add my code in the game. This is the way HQ Trivia is, is growing today. Um, well, uh, now there's, um, uh, there's a new technology, or it's not new anymore, but um, not a lot of companies are using it. Um, it's called deep linking, and um, it's a way where you can actually link, um, you can add data uh, with with link clicks, so you can either direct a player to a specific scene in the game. You can add players on my place friends, um, or you can match them up uh, in a game. But you could also um, understand that uh, Steel was the one inviting Aurora to this game. So, with that being said, uh, I see a lot of potential for for games where you can really leveraging this to grow further. Um, this is especially true for players that show high engagement with your app. Um, like, I think it's it's super critical to just ask, like like you're asking for, uh, for rating. Why don't you just ask, do you know anyone else that would really enjoy this gaming experience? Um, we'll give you one ticket or two tickets or um, the equivalent of $3 in their game for, for every new friend that starts playing because you invited them. The is there a the referral program? Is there something that is key? Like, for example, like should we give something? Should I get something because I referred you? And then should you get something that referred you? And what kind of content should we sh kind of share or like send out to make sure that you know you or Aurora are gonna be accepting my invitation too? Yeah. So um, from a like behavioral standpoint, you want to. Um, you want to incentivize both the sender and the receiver. Um, and if you're only doing one th of those, you want to incentivize the receiver. It's much, um, there's much more like social currency being built up. If you're, uh, if I'm able to be like, hey Steve, you're, you're gonna love this gaming experience. Um, and with it, you're gonna get, um, you get a head start uh, because I'm gonna give you a gift of this rare character or this ability to do these amazing things in the game off the bat. Um, however, Apple has not been very clear on what they are allowing. They're changing their guidelines a lot. So if you want to stay on the safe side, um, only incentivize the sender, which is opposite of what I just said, but okay. um, it's a way to start. It's still going to be effective. I know you guys do a lot with gifts and making sure creating content that are like gameplay gifts. Is that something that's still relevant today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
you're seeing it everywhere. People feel pride over thing they, things they accomplish. Um, and you, you want to share these things, right? Uh, and one thing we've seen the most is that if you're making it easy to share and you're um, grabbing what players um, will find uh, most engaging to share, either it being highs or lows or um, things that you're proud of, um, sharing this to channels where you have your community being a Discord or Reddit or um, a WhatsApp group. Um, allowing those things is, is super critical for uh, community building and also uh, the ability to show off these things for, for new players. Um, actually, for, for most user acquisition, showing real gameplay, like not super polished video ads, is much more effective than uh, showing, like showing the polished uh, versions. So think of this as, um, as, an, um, uh, as a way to do that, right? Um, so what we found is that uh, when players are doing referrals, if they also include um, their own recordings of gameplay, um, then that has much higher conversion rates than if you're just using a screenshot from the game that does not really tell you much about what the game is about. Um, and one thing I want to add here is that uh, a lot of people think about these things as, oh, it needs to be an action game for it to be interesting. But also slow-paced games are cool to watch. Um, because if you're into this game of chess, let's say, yeah. uh, then there will be elements there that are super engaging for you too because you understand why this was epic. Um, so d don't neglect uh, doing these things for, for gameplay that isn't very high-paced um, or full of action, right? I like that. Okay, so let's move on to the last point that we're going to talk about. Now, the app game, you know, when, when I first got into it, 2011, it was a lot easier. Now it's very saturated. What do you see the trends going on with this market? Yeah, um, I see that there's... <laughs> There's always this like hype and then down, hype and then down. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of talk about, oh, gaming is not as hot anymore. Mobile gaming is like has hit its peak. Um, I really don't believe that. Um, uh, whenever uh, you're like, oh, what can be the next thing? There's always something new popping up, right? Um, over, uh, like, I want to say that like six months ago, HQ Trivia showed that you could do... Um, live trivia games uh, and and have people uh, join in at specific times during the day and they would share each other on um, at the office space where I'm at there's like groups of people that are are you know like mining it in a way like they're teaming up with several phones and helping each other and it's like big, this this big social thing going on and it's super cool um, and then uh, this spring, uh, Fortnite uh, launched in mobile, and PUBG came <laughs> right after as a response to that. And it just shows that there is so much potential here. And I think really with, um, with hardware becoming better and better, you're going to see much more of the traditional um, hardcore gaming experiences that have been only happening on, on PC are going to move more and more into mobile because uh, with um, 
with the majority of our population not growing up with with uh, having a PC um, available, they're going to be mobile first, and they're never going to be um, be someone that sits in front of a computer. Uh, so if you really want to tap into to the mass market, you have to look at at smaller and more affordable devices. Um, so there's elements there too that I think are going to be big. But to, to summarize what I want to emphasize here is that um, there is constantly being introduced new and engaging gaming experiences and there's a big market um, that is untapped, um, that is entering mobile and more and more. Um, and um, as I recall, um, what I mentioned earlier, you also have um, the generation that has not um, been accepting mobile games as or like gaming as something that it's okay to do. Um, gaming is becoming much more acceptable now uh, and that is also introducing many, many more users. So there's like, um, there's element of market growth and also market uh, like um, gameplay opportunities um, here too. That's awesome. Well, yeah. the website, if you guys want to check them out, is megacool.co. They're going to help you create these stunning gifts of gameplays that you can then share, that your users can share with their friends and help it go viral. Actually, Aurora, I did want to ask you this. Of the stats that you guys have seen, like what type of messaging platform? Is it a WhatsApp group? Is it Twitter still like what it is for Fun Run? Like what's really working from a viral perspective to get, you know, me, the MVTs to like play my game? Yeah, uh, so it's different from iOS and, or for iOS and Android. Uh, for iOS, it's iMessage. And for Android, it's WhatsApp. Wow, interesting. So if, you, if your users are sharing it through those platforms, they're more likely to, the conversion rate's a lot higher through those platforms. Yeah. And awesome. it's uh, not just higher, it's also um, much more preferred by the player base. So it's if they have the choice of sharing to whatever channel, um, those are going to be the main drivers for it. And do you automatically with the plat with your platform? Do you automatically have like messaging those ones as the first option, or is that something that we customize? Um, no, that is based on on your device actually. Okay. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I actually yeah. can control that. <laughs> <laughs> so we can we can uh, we can control that on on Android going forward, um, but it's only. Um, uh, Android 22 and above, I think. I think messaging, text messaging is the first one actually on my share screen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can you can uh, you can customize that if you want to. Right, right. No, I did, and that's why that's why I kind of remembered. Oh yeah, it's actually I did customize that, and messaging is the first one. I think like Twitter yeah. or Facebook was first, and I was like, no. <laughs> Awesome. Or it is so for the users, for the listeners out there, it is megacool.co. If you guys want your game to go viral, shareable, you've created a great game, first and foremost, like Aurora said, that people want to share, then check out megacool.co. It's a simple integration to help your game really reach other users, help it grow organically, just like Aurora did with Front Run with over 65 million downloads. Aurora, is there anywhere else you want to send the listeners to? Um so uh, we also do, um, uh, I have a few presentations uh, that I've done like um, on, um, on the funding growth uh, where I, I talk more specifically about um, each step and uh, uh, those can be found on Pocket and um, PG Connect. Um, I, can, I can send a link uh, yeah. that you can use in the show notes, um, Steve. 
So if, if people are, are more interested in, in that specific uh, journey, uh, there's also some blog posts about it that, um, that I, I can link to. Trust me when I tell you, I've known Aurora for a few years now and she is a beast when it comes to things to these things and she has some amazing knowledge and not just like crazy like you have to do all these things you're just like growth hacks like hey we just did this little thing and it was so easy to implement and it led to this much growth so you got to check out her content i'm going to link it up roar thank you so much for coming on the website once again is megacool.co roar thank you so much thank you steve it was a pleasure being here Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.